Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Uh, joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And uh, yeah, uh, Juliana did not read the book that we're going to read today. No, I don't even know what book it is. Yeah, well, this is the thing. On the on the last episode, I said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to get to the third book in the Salvation sequence, The Saints of Salvation by Peter F. Hamilton. Yes. And I said, you start reading that book. And when you're about halfway through or whatever, I'll start listening to it and then we'll catch up by the end. And I made a challenge. How many books can Luke finish before Juliana uh, finishes the book? And uh, two is the answer. This is the second book. Um, I'm at... 40%. Yeah, I know. But we, we started, uh, I've, I've already started it today. I'm not waiting around anymore. We just got to, we're okay. going to finish up and we'll get, we'll get that podcast out uh, next week. Um, some, uh, one piece of good, uh, a few pieces of good news. One, yes. the election is finished. I wouldn't say it's over, yeah, but something's nah, finished well, there as quite. well. It just means I can sleep better at night. Another piece of news, I got a grant from um, the uh, Brandenburg state government where I live. It's an artist grant, and that is to do some musical project. It's, you know, I had to do this grant application. I, I think I posted that podcast in the feed, so maybe people heard me, heard us talking about grant applications and yes. Luke's uh, not not knowing what's happening with his, uh, with his um, what would you say, like career and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, well, grant application accepted. Was successful. And one of the things that they that they uh, that they did, they have to give us this money, and they say you can't use that money on living expenses and just life stuff. You actually have to spend it on equipment and on training and on the project. Project on the project yeah. that I'm doing, and because I'm doing a a musical project, I said I will use that to buy some equipment. So thankfully, uh, I'll put it this way: uh, over the past week on Sunday, I put in an order for about 800 euros worth of audio equipment, and yes. we are now using it. So if the audio sounds better. This is what we've been waiting for. I still haven't done the audio treatment of the room, but these microphones, way better microphones. The uh, uh, recording, um, what do you call it? This, uh, D, uh, I'd say, the, um, DA box. No, it's didn't a, you say, what, what is it? You have the knowledge it's not of a DA all box. this. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, an analog to digital converter. It's like a sound card that sits outside your computer. Okay. Um, and so it's... It, the it's control very, is better. It's well, yes, because I look, I can just it's, do the audio controls here. Because beforehand, I was just plugging two USB microphones, which I bought as travel microphones for when yes, I'm traveling around, yes. and I could just clip it to the top of my laptop. And and now these are like you know these these microphones are. Um, much better and I got all this to do a music project but of course if there's two people singing or if we're podcasting so I got two of the same mics and uh, this is pretty cool yeah so uh, give us feedback does it sound better well we I know it sounds better the only thing is is that <laughs> these microphones are a bit more directional before so beforehand I could just look I could just turn and look at my uh, laptop and keep talking and then when I come back over here it wouldn't be too much difference because because it was just picking up loads of audio from all over the place yeah. and also my audio would go me talking would go into your mic microphone a lot but now you're talking directly into that and my voice doesn't and once we get some like say more audio treat uh, sound treatment here like some isolation stuff and to stop yeah, the reflections some acoustic in this room foam. yes acoustic some more acoustic treatment this is going to be a much better recording studio which is always this was always the plan with this uh yes, with this room with this to set it up studio slash slash office it's ve it's been very very much an office, office. slash studio or an office now. and sometimes a studio yeah so that's uh so that's our good news yes Oh, no, there was another thing. Also, we got married last Friday and it was very nice. Thank you very much to all of the congratulations that we got 
online via you know via emails via twitter um via instagram lots of people said congratulations and uh, and thank you so very much to the people who bought us some things on our amazon gift list gift, gift list our wedding gift list that was very nice um some people got there some people couldn't work it out and then just became a patreon supporter and that is, is also, also nice it's very thank nice you to so say, much to someone say hey here have uh here 20 20 or 19 pounds or whatever it was it came through sweet um so thank you very much unfortunately um not quite a high enough level uh of support to get a uh, to get us to read the book that you suggest but hey uh, maybe i'll send a, in a message back oh let me actually just check who that was on uh the new patreon supporter who couldn't work out how to use the german so it was the same problem that my parents had yeah they were like oh we can't yeah. use the amazon wishlist because it's, it's in, german. in german can we just send you money instead um that was actually from philippa at quick book reviews podcast so another podcast oh, thank there. you so much couldn't gift you a wedding present on amazon without learning the language so i've done it this way many congratulations <laughs> to you both so thank you very much for the, it's the not message worth there. learning german yeah just just for, just for that kind of thing so <laughs> um thank anything you. else you want to say um, oh yeah, thank you, Philip, and thank you, everybody else, for congratulations and things. Yes. Uh, the wedding was a success. Um, photos we... on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Luke Burridge <laughs> on Instagram, yeah. and not juggling Luke at Instagram. Juliana is over there as well at JUKU Berlin. We put some photos there yeah, in case anyone uh, would like to see. Should we get onto today's book? Let's get onto the book. What is it? Who uh, is it? Who wrote? What, okay. What is During it? a Goodreads discussion, I wish, to be honest, I should have brought up here as well, because uh, people were talking. Oh, look, somebody commented on my so well on my review. They, they commented on my review of Quantum Night, and I immediately deleted the re- the comment on uh, <laughs> on the review of Quantum, Quantum Night. Yeah, because Quantum Night is is one where people. Uh, don't understand our problems with the books and uh yeah anyway so here's someone says uh tamahomi said hey you should check out this book which is better than this other book and the book that he talks about i think we mentioned it on the last oh, yeah, time yeah. out yeah, I remember. um some aftershocks mario marco clues interplanetary aftershocks was pretty good as far as word building but it's definitely the first in the trilogy and I said, and I looked at Tamahomi's review and he said, it's only got three stars. <laughs> why do you think I should read? If you give a book three stars, why do you think that I should read it? He said, it has better world building than Embers of War, which you weren't happy with. You might like this and might like it better than me. And I always think that's a, a, a like, again, it's one of those things I'm like, okay, I think you're making a recommendation. And they said, recommend it to me in a way that's going to make me, make me uh, uh, read the book. Yeah, but people... Because of the podcast, people seem to know really well what is your taste and what you will like. And even if they think for themselves this book is kind of like average, then they would just say, hey... This would totally maybe it's a, maybe it'll fill a loop shaped hole. That, yes, that's the thing. And absolutely. He says you, it has be- better world building um, uh, than Embers of War, which you weren't happy with. And I replied, I, I said, I have zero memories of any aspect of Embers of War. I know I read it within the last year or so. It was actually last September I read it. Uh, but there is now a blank space in my mind in regards to that book. Uh, Who's the author? Uh, it is. Oh, I, I clicked away. I clicked away from it. Um, so uh, it is Gareth Gareth L Powell. Uh, okay. And he said uh, <laughs> he, uh, he said he said in your Goodreads review he said it had no depth to the setting and I now and then I was like oh it was that book which I said was all surface level it's sort of like oh I'll do this bit from the culture this bit from um the uh, what's it the uh, uh ancillary justice this yeah. bit from this book this bit from the, uh, like taking all these different ideas and like put them together into a book and kind of like smush it together yeah and uh, and then yeah a book a story and that's and that's the story but no deeper 
uh, exploration yeah. or anything. Okay. And so in the end, I, I checked it out, and it turns out Embers of War book two is out on the free books on audible.com, you know, the audible library that they have. And I was like, oh, right, let's, your way let's check it out. So I already said that while I'm while I'm waiting to read a book that I actually want to buy and read myself, which is a series that we're really enjoying with the Peter F. Hamilton series. Let yeah. me check out book two of an, uh, book two of a series where the first novel, I don't remember anything about it so i started listening oh, to this book that because doesn't it's free happen often, does it doesn't it? happen very often but this happened before actually there was this there was this book called the caledonian gambit um by uh, an author called dan morin and uh you know i okay. saw it and uh and i think the um it, we, it, it, what's that did we talk about it on the podcast yeah we did we did a review of it really uh, yeah, yeah yeah never uh, heard okay caledonian gambit never heard and that before. um and then, uh, and he's a, he's actually a podcaster. He's one of the people on the Incomparable podcast. And he tried for ten years to get published, and finally got published. And, ah. and I was like, oh, I'll check this book out. You know, like I know him, I know his taste in movies or whatever like that. Yeah. And he's just going for like, oh, this is my version of the Volkhozagun saga style. Get a group of people, <laughs> okay. snarky people together, and go on spy missions and diplomatic missions and stuff like that. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. I started reading. Oh, and then the the publisher said, hey, do you want to get the second book? And I was like, yeah, send me over. Oh, they said, here's three books that we're promoting. I was like, oh, give me the second Caledonia Gambit, whatever it is. Yeah. Galactic Cold War it is. And it started off and the book started and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Am I meant to know who these people are? <laughs> like, am I meant to have affection for these people? I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. And I got like three chapters in and I was like, don't remember anything about the first book and then uh, the second book. And so I just abandoned it. I was like, oh, oops. this is not for me. Because uh, I, I, I certainly know that we haven't talked about that one. We did. We talked about it. The second book. No, no, we didn't talk that's about the second book. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's what true. I mean. Okay. Yeah, true. The second book yeah. we definitely didn't talk about. No. So anyway, here I go. Embers of War, book two. It's called Fleet of Knives. And it starts off and it introduces a character. And I'm like, oh, it's this book. Oh, that one. Like, the, Oh, okay. yeah. And then something else comes in and I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened in that previous book. So I did remember. But then there was these people and I was like, were they in the first like this and like another spaceship another cast yeah. of cast of yeah. crew, like cast of uh, you know crew members of a spaceship and they're turning up and they, they there's this there's this um, old big dumb object kind of thing and they're like hey let's check this out it's like there's this alien species have made it into a uh, into like a, a shrine and they're but like oh there might be some alien technology in here let's go down and do it and you know gribblers show anyways disaster happens and things <laughs> okay and some. Uh, crab or spider crabs turn up and things and they spider have spider crabs cra eight-legged spider crab things like lobster kind of gribbly shrimpy kind of things but as big as a human and then can bite you in half and stuff like that so there, there's Shrimp. all that kind of stuff and i was like i don't remember any of these people and then i was sort of like mm, and i was like i think this is and it's one of those things where i'm like i think these are new people just for this book right but i wasn't sure because i remembered so little about the previous book okay so now, the previous book I did give three stars to. Like, it wasn't bad. Okay. It, it was, was like a... It was just an average, average book. Okay. But, all, but when I said at the time, this book isn't adding anything to mm. science fiction. It's just sort of like, oh, I'll take a bit of that, and I'll take a bit of that, and I'll take mm -hmm. a bit of that, and put them all together and be like, and a book. Mm. And I was like, great. but And I realized because it didn't actually give me anything to sink, sink my teeth into or any characters doing anything interesting that actually made me think, oh, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. What happened was that it all fell out of my brain. And then when I get the second book, I was like, I don't remember anything from the first book. And I realized this is a big thing with science fiction. If you, even if it's not a good book, if you give me something that I can, like something new that I can sink my teeth into, that mm. I can even like that I can grab onto and go, ah, right. Even if that this you is can, like your brain is thinking 
thinking yeah. about the even if it's something topics. negative as long yeah. as it's something new <laughs> like there's some books which have made me angry about how bad I thought them you know like the mm. calculating stars mm. but the opening of that book was so good and mm. I think that's why I gave it such a low rating in the end because it started off really well like the opening few chapters were some of like the best science fiction uh, like asteroid hitting the world people escaping and yeah. setting up a new yeah. uh, space agency and I was like yeah this is really and it just gets bogged down in garbage later on in, in my in my head the it, it got bogged down later mm. on um and there's other books like that which are trying to like do 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 the same thing where i'm like oh if this was if this was a good book or if there was something for me to sink my teeth into even if i don't like it and the writing's not very good like you know, like there's some of that, that Tobias S. Bakel, he wrote this book called Arctic Rising or something. And the writing was so bad. I went on like a 45 minute rant about <laughs> how bad the writing was. He can't put together sentences. Yeah. Like there's this one sentence which was like, movement happened. And I'm like, you didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. What you just said, movement happened is something non-specific. And then like the most pa passive way of d saying it. And oh, that might have been a different book by him. But like. And also, I remember movement happened. No, I think because so, I've mentioned it a few times, yes, but I think yes. that was on a different book, a book of his. Yeah. Um, and there was another, and there was another um, uh, thing that, like, all the way through, he kept on saying "hanger," and like where you park an aeroplane, yeah. spelled H A N G E R. But that's no, not what it is. That's like a coat hanger. A hanger yeah, has got A R at the end. Like, yeah. and I was always like, I was like, did nobody hanger. read this book? Like, did they just not bother reading this book? So as I was reading it, it was infuriating. However, the story is really good. An image of the ice caps melting so much that there's only a very small ice cap around the North Pole, and huh. that's where like, and they keep it artificially frozen by these like, uh, you know, oil rigs parked in like encased in ice, and they keep it frozen for. A place for the polar bears to to hang out and stuff like that okay. and it's but it's it's those images which make me think ah yes yeah. like doesn't matter how bad the story is or how many plot holes it give me something for being to like I chew on with my yes. brain or whatever like to churn around in my brain some and new science, science fiction idea or a setting or some characters which are really interesting yeah and it doesn't matter if it's if it's really really good or really bad I mean this is literally yes, I how at least humans will remember it this is how just, human brains yeah. work I mean this is why of looking back to our into back in our memories yeah we never remember oh I got up in the morning I had yeah, yeah, breakfast yeah. and I had a day yeah, the things that are just the same as that you've done before yeah they, they just, just disappear I mean yeah. they they are there they are you know that you've done them yeah but, but I you can't that... remember every single time you woke up and had breakfast yeah I posted that video of me in the when what was it this morning when you're like that was 2014 that just feels like recently or was it oh no it was oh, yeah when, when you posted the video of you uh juggling in the uh airplane simulator oh, yeah, for a birthday present wasn't yeah, it and the... I thought oh that was I, Flight I simulator. Yeah. for a few years Certainly, I had some really good uh, ideas for presents for you. Yeah, and that was definitely one of them. Yeah. Since then, that's like it's, the last gets interesting, really difficult. Last interesting birthday gets, trip that we've done. Well, not the last interesting. No, we've done other no, things. No, there were other things. Yeah, um, we did. We did the indoor like the fly, skydiving, skydiving yeah. and yeah. stuff. So, uh, but that was one of the things that I thought, oh, that was really good, and you really enjoyed it. And then I look at it. 2014. Yeah. It's ages ago. You know what's happened since then? Everything. Everything's happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, give me so much to chew on. So, and this is and this is the thing with with Embers of War, the first book, is there wasn't anything in there. So I didn't. What I did. What I decided to do is to start mm. making notes of what I wanted to say about this book. Because yeah. I didn't remember anything that I talked about in the first book. Like, of course, I know I did a podcast about it. But yeah. also, I don't remember anything I said in the podcast except except what 
uh, Tamahomi said here, like on your Goodreads, you said, oh, it's like just taking ideas from other places, right. not adding any depth. And also miss not just not adding depth, but not even exploring the same ideas to the depth that they were before, if you know what so I mean. So you were making notes about the first book from your memory yeah on on no i wasn't no. i no. i make notes here yeah. in, in the notes app yeah. and i can see in my notes app on on my phone what notes i made about the previous oh, oh, book so you went back to no to but the i didn't note. read them what i decided to do is just make notes about this book and compare the notes i make oh. about this book to the previous one so here's the first note that oh, i made I, about it one, one second what's that i had one thought and i i'm i lost it three times already yeah what's that first of all am i too loud no no you're great you're okay fine. it's and second um Do you do you remember like do you remember if the first book like finished on like a, a rounded yeah yeah finish? it had a story and it, the finish it, and yeah, it finished yeah. so it wasn't like with some it's one of those things where they go give us a standalone novel and if it does well two more novels to make a trilogy yeah okay good it Now, just felt like that okay there your notes yeah so my first note was the conglomeration conglomeration which is the name of their culture and there's right. another one there's the conglomeration and the generality and it's like these two mo they're like the two most nothing names for some kind of civilization you yeah. know and uh, and tell you what you know what my first note was like, first time i read it conglomeration confederation commonwealth culture foundation empire all it's taken the next <laughs> is the conurbation so that was the conurbation uh, yes yeah, so the multiplicity the generality and the conglomeration and these are the kind of things that the you have in the book and i'm just yeah. like pick it just come up with a name just like one like just come up with something at least in like the vorkosigan saga like vorkosigan you say if you say the vorkosigan you know exactly what it is because you're just mm -hmm. sort of like oh the barrier and empire like okay, sure it's an empire and empire has different right. things and, to and it with the wars uh, and the caste system yeah it's got the caste of, system it's got yeah. the aristocracy and but also there's lots of other places yeah. when they say the set of, set of gandans i'm like oh yeah. i i have in my head what the Setagandans are, yeah. not because I know what the set the word Setaganda means, because it doesn't mean anything, but no. I know what that means. Yes, because the author gave the word a meaning. Ga gave a word so a meaning. It, they took a word, came up with a word, yeah. and then during the story, yeah. it was filled with meaning. Yeah, and here's the thing, conglomeration and generality don't have either of those and the word culture is made to have the extra one so if you say a culture novel people are saying people like non-science fiction people will be like what like what which culture what culture but science yeah. fiction people will be like oh ian and banks talking about this one very very specific galaxy spanning um you know uh, civilization of all these races coming like but the point is he can call it the culture in the yeah. same way that if i'm talking about crime and i say the family you know that i'm talking about the mafia like yeah. in the family or whatever yeah. like that um and it, but it he gave it that meaning because every single book is an examination of what it means to be in the culture yes. and what the you know special circumstances and what contact do within the culture it's all about the culture as opposed to anything else whereas this book isn't the, the yeah. conglomeration yeah. or the like i literally don't remember which the, which or which is it the conglomeration or the generality or the muni municipality Are these opposing factions again not even clear and also i oh. don't care because neither of them like i don't know what people are fighting for in this book oh, does really? that make sense oh like, it's not like we are clearly with yes the... you are but i don't remember why i care about like because like you say the culture i know why it's just called the culture yeah because it is the culture and yeah. it like it, like you say it brings so much weight anyway that was my first note which to be honest i made exactly the same note okay so this this um book starts off and in the previous book there's this they uncover this big alien fleet and it gets and it comes out and saves the day in some way and so i like save 
the day. And okay. it's very much like the culture book accession, where at the end of it, they're like, oh, and this one spaceship turns up, and this entire last 2,000 years, this ship has just been churning out a million spaceships and the openings of things, and these million spaceships are going around. You're like, oh, cool. Like, that's a really great way just to have a big fleet of knife like ships. And here, they just do the same thing. Fleet of knives come out. And then. Um, the this is how, why the book is called that fleet way. Fleet of knives, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that happens at the end of the first book. Uh, now, they, now there's a fleet of, a fleet of knives. And the Trouble Dog, which is the spaceship with the human mind in the first book, um, well, it's not got a human mind, but it's got a human mind substrata in the same way that, you know, these these um, other books recently, these ancillary justice yeah. and the, the murder bots, you know, all yeah, these kind yeah, of things. Yeah. They've got like, oh, there's a bit of human meat back there, which is making me think and giving me a conscience. <laughs> and then the, yeah. then everything else is going on yeah. top of it. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, that was kind of like it give it gave the 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 fleet purpose because the um the trouble dog was a an ex spaceship which went over to the house of reclamation which is like this um we're going on the rescue missions and we're going to go and uh, save people and reclaim things like and so it's a it's a more of like a um I don't know I was thinking of it about the um uh, thunderbirds you know thunderbirds are go and there's thunderbird one two three and they all have different things and they fly around and save people and, and mm-hmm. doesn't matter okay don't worry about it mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> not a, used to be a warship now no longer a warship now against war but goes and saves people with the fast ship so oh, house I of see. reclamation I see. okay and so the fleet of knives is sort of like yes we will latch onto your mission and end all war great and uh, let me just ask what? Uh, you say these these ships that yeah. come out They only look like knives. I don't know. It's called Fleet of Knives. None of them were and, described in enough detail for oh, me to okay. understand. They're just spaceships. Just okay. spaceships. And and they they just are friendly aliens. No, just spaceships. They they're not friendly or not friendly. They latched onto the mission to end all war. Now they the, also the knives. Yeah, the Fleet of Knives. Um, okay. It just just go with it oh, because okay. this is the level the story works at. Right. Okay. So. How, what, what, in what situation does no war or no conflict happen? No conflict happens when, I'm pointing at you, come on, just come up with anything. When is there no conflict at all? When there are no humans involved. Exactly. <laughs> oh, really? Was that right? Yeah. Like, what happened is that, okay, this sounds really weird. In hyperspace, there's these, there's this weird force that comes through. And when you're traveling through hyperspace, there's this form of like intelligence which ex- which uh, lives on this higher level or these alien or species that live on this higher level yeah. and they're kind of leaking out through into our universe into our plane of existence okay does this remind you of anything it reminded me exactly of the warhammer book that i read about five books ago or six books ago where the same thing happens they're traveling through hyperspace and to travel through hyperspace it reveals that there's these uh it, like uh, malicious intelligences in hyperspace which leak out into uh, our world right and i'm like i've just i just read this a few books ago and it's the same <laughs> thing that so these these things and they're drawn to conflict so this fleet is sort of like oh, what we need to do is right. do, make sure there's never any conflict and the way that they do that is of course to Uh, destroy all all human weaponry. Any spaceship which has a gun on it is destroyed. Any place where there's any weapons or any armor or any possibility of war is destroyed. And then they say, actually, now also we're going to make sure that humans can't travel p- between planets at all. Uh, and because because if they can travel between systems, there's possibility of conflict, and we're not going to allow for that. Now, this would be like the most pathetic way of doing it i've made a note here me and play gods <laughs> because me and play gods is this, <laughs> is this cartoon where it's, it has these uh uh it, 
I don't know. Just search for me and play God. But that will never work with it's humans. The, no, no, because this is the thing. It's like there's there's this, the cartoon, the the cartoon, the comic strip, the web mm. comic is um uh, some uh, people like cavemen discovering things sort mm. of like uh, oh I've made a wheel and then they go uh, and the wheel rolls down and the, the the flat earth flips over and it's like oh no me and play God and it's always and literally me and play God is this the uh, now like the 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 shortcut way of saying <laughs> oh I was given great power <laughs> and great responsibility and then I fucked up me and play God so yes. like oh we gave humans access well we gave humans access to genetic engineering and now everyone's got like four eyes and you know dying of genetic <laughs> genetically engineered viruses and it's like oh no me and play god okay um and this is a me and play god thing so um tell me again i because it's really difficult for me to follow yeah who does oh, no shit really is it difficult for you to follow <laughs> who decided that humans these people coming out of hyperspace or who decided that humans don't leave earth Uh, these this fleet this fleet of knives which is left over for its precursor technology left over from another race so of they're aliens sentient. they're kind of sentient but yeah sentient's kind of sentient yeah they need direction so they're like we need a, a biological human to lead us so a human decided that humans shouldn't leave planets in they, the end n no like... they decided that but they say we need a human who can lead us to be like our conscience you know this is this is yeah, but if the human is the conscience the human yep. would say no you can't do that exactly okay and now here's the thing this is examined pretty well in the culture novels because all these spaceships yeah. flying around they say oh we could just do all of this without you humans like there's no yeah. reasons for humans to be involved right like we could do first contact we could fight all these space battles yeah. we don't actually And need even humans much better But they always include humans in the loop. Mm. They always include humans in the mm. in the in these missions, mainly because they want someone who it, like they want people to be at that level. Like what we're going to do is going to affect many human level intelligence yeah. and human level biological species. Yes. If we you if we include these in there, we'll have their view onto the kind of things. Like it's very you, clear in the culture. If you include humans into an equation, you know that there will be unpredictable. Abilities. All right, so I'm going to bring up a, a name of a character who I, I mentioned in the, in the previous in the previous novel uh, in the in the previous review as well. Me, it's Ona Sundek, who um, is the she's a poet and she was previously a uh, uh, a general or someone in an army. Right. And uh, she decided, hey, what I want to do? There's this war that might engulf all of humans. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to destroy this planet and that's going to destroy the thing that we're all fighting over and then war will end. And she becomes known as the Butcher of Tharsis. Oh, I remember that. No, no, no. Actually, not the Butcher of Tharsis because that's a character from... from from an uh, an Alistair Reynolds book. She's actually known as the Butcher of Anderson Station. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no she's not. Because that is from the Leviathan Wakes. Right. So that's the character in yes. Leviathan She's actually the book, the butcher of Pelopatan, which is the place that she's in. So it's always one of these things where I'm just sort of like, even when I was reading Leviathan Wakes, when we're like, hey, this sounds, this is very, very similar to <laughs> yeah. uh, Revelation Space. But even this is just like taking these things from it. So I'm like, oh, and anyway, so the Fleet of Knives decides that someone who is called the butcher of Pelopatan is the one who is going to be their conscience. And it's so Wait, disappointing. What? To read someone saying, hey, what we should do is enslave all of humanity and kill millions of people and wipe out all these planets and all these fleets. And the person who is meant to be the conscience of this is Ona Sundek. And she's sort of like, yeah, I guess let's do it. But it's never explained well enough. I don't believe that somebody can be that incompetent or that evil or that psych psychopathic or sociopathic or anything like that. It's just so anyway. Well, it wasn't very OK, good. so she decided that 
she did she she discovered she discovered that this fleet of knives was going to kill any humans who have weapons destroy any spaceships that have weapons anything with even mild defenses or anything like that yeah anything at all which could possibly cause any conflict all of those people had to be destroyed and killed she discovered that and was just like yeah okay sounds like a good plan to me I, I still don't understand because the weapons are not the thing that make the conflict. I know. This and, is the level of thematic exploration <laughs> in this book that you just and, said, no, I don't understand. But that's and, not the reason. Yes, yeah, like, I know it's like guns don't kill people. People kill people. But you're like, let's kill anyone who owns a gun. And there's some people in, in Alaska saying, but there's bears around here. We, we're not allowed mm. to not take bears. And I'm like, yes. And also there's these alien species which are coming out and these mm. people are shooting gribblies with guns to survive. Mm. And then like, oh no, you have a gun so you have to die because you're causing conflict. And I'm like, what conflict are we causing? Like, oh, because these gribblers are going to come out and kill anywhere and try and destroy you if there's any conflict. And we're like, yes, but we're using our guns against the people the gribblers came out. And it's just this, like this hot, the, the whole book, the whole idea seems to be based around this idea which kind of just doesn't, it like the logic doesn't make sense. Mm. And people are saying, hey, this logic doesn't make sense. But one of our main characters is just going, oh, this logic makes sense to me. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah you're she, the butcher she, of Tharsis. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't, like, why make the butcher, the, the thing that's interesting about Leviathan Wakes is that the butcher of Anderson Station, <laughs> um, he is the one who is sort of like, ah, this these people come in on their little trouble dog ship. What's it called in that one? The Corsair. I can't remember what the name of the ship is I called. Remember. I remember. There's and, so many ships. And they come in and they're like, we're in trouble. And it's actually the butcher of Anderson Station, which is, extends the hand of friendship and says, come yep. on board. Yep. Trust me. It was all a misunderstanding. This nickname, don't really count there's, about it. Yeah. And I'll show you the other side of me. And yep. you're like, great. Yes. You find the other side so of him. So there's some develop character, some character development. development but if you think oh i'm the butcher of peloton peloton mm, butcher of uh, pelepaton and you just say <laughs> oh you're the butcher are you well what do you think about now when these are everyone is being murdered they're like yeah okay and you're like that's not an interesting like just to have someone who's a war criminal just be like oh yeah my my uh my uh, my character development is I used to be a war criminal. I was a poet for a while, a famous poet for a while, and now I'm a war criminal again. Like, I'm no, now being picked out of, of being a poet and now I'm a war criminal again. And what I'm going to do is continue on. Like, what lessons do you learn from saying I'm going to destroy a whole planet, an entire sentient forest? This is in the first book. I'm going to destroy an entire sentient forest, destroy everything there, to stop a war that might consume all of humanity. And like, yeah, that was, a, in the end, that was a good call, if you know what I mean. It's this thing where, like, you know, if we're fighting over this one what's thing... What, this, yeah. What's the threshold of... Yeah, what's uh, the, what is the threshold? It's worth it. What is the threshold? And her mm. threshold is, yes, all of humanity should be kept in pretty much slavery and, like, cut off from everywhere in a massive, like totalitarian regime of suppression and slavery again i'm not saying but like oh yeah if everyone's a slave and nobody has any weapons and everyone's just tied to beds peace and and you're like but that's not really it's not really peace now is it like this but the it never rises to that sort of like oh yeah humanity has free will and sometimes they do bad things but sometimes humanity making mistakes yeah like is the flip side of them like the yin to the yang of like free will allows people to do good things and love each other and uh, and strive to be our best and invent (laughs) things and go to the stars oh some of that was based on weapons technology it doesn't matter that like we had these rockets which were sending that were all developed for sending missiles but now we use the same technology 
it. We did that to put someone on the moon. Isn't that great? And you're like, well, it's just a Cold War thing. But like, oh, just let it let me have a little bit there of like, you know, this little bit of reaching for the stars. Yeah. And yeah. I have one very massive big question mark in my head. About this book? About what does this have to do with her being a poet? Uh, she was just a poet for a while. But the, I don't know. It just poet like we never hear any of her poetry we never hear anybody listening to any of her poetry and having any emotion we are told she is a poet and a successful poet and this is really disappointing at coming off the back of hyperion where somebody was a poet and you really got the sense of why they were classed as a poet poet. like it, it has a meaning yeah we got we got the full probably too much of his story about what he had to go through yeah, yeah. to become the poet that he was and, and what fame did to him and all that other kind yeah. of stuff. And here it's sort of like, oh, a poet, that's a good thing. But I don't feel like Gareth L. Powell has like a, a full love affair. with. And this is the thing, I mentioned this in the previous review. I know I mentioned this of, of, of Embers of War yeah. where, where I complained about it because I made a note here as well. Um, it said... Uh, Oh no, maybe I didn't make a note of it. Um, either, either way. Oh yeah, poet Banks spends ages with artists, so it feels cred- incredible or credible. It's like it's they are credibly artists. So yes. in one of the books, I can't remember, but there's someone who who plays a harp. Yeah. And oh, I got it. Uh, cool. I can't do that now. Um, oh, it's it's calling on my okay. everywhere. It's calling, yeah, it's calling everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and uh, so so yeah, it's uh, it, it, so we spend so much time with her playing this harp yeah. and we see a, a spaceship Hydrogen mine. sonata? Yeah, maybe? probably, yeah, because that's a sonata, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, so, but again, we spend a lot of time with her and we really understand that, no, she is a musician. Yes. And she, and you really know she's a musician, not because we're told that she's a musician, but she actually plays. Exactly. And so if, if something know. like this comes up in a book, like a science fiction book, the the artistic presence or the artistic personality has a meaning mm. you, you don't just say oh uh yeah i'm i don't know i'm a gardener if there's a person in space who is a gardener yeah. that is a meaningful thing yeah you've got to see them thing you gotta, you, see, you them gotta see them do it and uh so yeah i'm a bit, a bit confused about Uh, being a poet and then a general and uh, that not really no, again it, it was okay in the first book she's more of a main she has more impact on the plot in this book but again it's such surface level and again mm. this is so bad to say that it's all surface mm. level um, next up I, I made some notes of very basic gribbly monster action you shoot at them they kill people and you, the, the characters are picked off one by one and I was sort of like yeah it just reminds me of Jack McDevitt in some of his books where they're like oh I landed this planet and there's some gribbly gribbly monsters and you have to fight and they pick up the characters one by one you know it's that kind of action and I looked it up and I gave Jack McDevitt's book the one that I reviewed here Deep Six I gave it 1.5 stars because I was like I just need more than just gribblies and you're just like how does how does this work like how does the If everything is a carnivore and everything eats everything, it is mentioned in this book that they actually ate each other. So like one of the gribblies is, is injured and the other right. one comes in and starts eating it. But I'm right. just like, how does this even work? Like, what are they eating in hyperspace where they come from? Anyway, uh, gri- the gribbly monster action, <laughs> don't, don't question not very too satisfying. Much. Okay, there is this one mo- moment where they were like, hey, and we went to this seaside resort and we went into this this um, big hotel, the Grand Hotel in Scarborough. And I was like, wait, wait, oh, in this book? In this book, yeah. They go, well, they don't go there. They go to a, a recreation. They, there's two spaceships oh. have a meeting in a virtual environment. Okay. And the virtual environment that they create is the Grand, Hotel, the Grand Hotel in Scarborough. 
Yeah, the because is, Scarborough is the. I once lived. I went to university yes, in Scarborough. Yes, you did. Yeah. but like I'm sure eighty percent of the people in the world don't even know. Yeah, here's the thing. It is just sort of like oh, Grand Hotel in Scarborough. It's it's got bricks and there's some restaurants and you know there's some peop- some seagulls flying around and there's some mm. you know it's it's well described. Again, but it's just what I just brought it up because it is a place where I went to university and I went past that hotel all the time. Like it was just yeah, on my way between my house South, and university. If Southampton or even Bath. Or it could have been anywhere. Whatever. Again, I just wanted to mention I once lived in Scarborough. I went yes, to I university you there. You have personal attachment. And I have a personal attachment to the Grand Hotel in Scarborough. Yes, again, I, I've I walked understand. past it many times. But now here's, now here's my question, which yeah. I again had in my head, yeah. forgot to ask. When is this supposed to happen? Like, is this in our uh, this world is, in yeah, the future? Yeah, it's in the future. It doesn't matter. It Just pick a time. Um, next time I meant <laughs> all viewpoint characters are first person. I had a bit of trouble with this because somebody were talking. I did this. I did that. And it wouldn't say uh, John Smith did this and Karen did that. And yeah. like, it would be I, I, I. And I realized and I looked down and I said, um, uh, multi- and this is the th- notes from the first time I read this, uh, the, the, the first book. Yeah. Multiple first person narrator issues. <laughs> and I had that too. Um, and and you, so you listen to this as an audiobook as again. an audiobook yeah. uh, any any good acting by the it's, it's all okay narrator? it's not great were you, you were obviously not able to follow every time not the... always there were there were different characters yeah there's like a few main there's the thing is there's three female main characters and I was really troubled and none of them were putting on a great performance everyone's doing an okay performance right and then there's one male character and I always knew when he was talking because yeah, it was the male yeah. character yeah and the others are you know either spaceships with female avatars or other things and there's an alien as well um I just want to uh, go over here to the book actually into the audible app Right. And this is my uh, other thing about this book, about the writing of this book, is the pacing. Let me go to library and download it. Uh, Fleet of Knives. Um, is it going to start playing? Actually, all I want to do is go to the go to the chapter list here. So I have the chapter list. This this audio book is uh, nine hours and 51 minutes. Say so 10 hours. Okay. Yeah. 10 hour audio book in fact what I could actually do is probably pop over here to Goodreads and even say the number of pages oh no that's Embers of War book 1 let me see if I can go and find Embers of War book 2 because I I went away from it Embers of War number 1 I'm sure I'll find it here Fleet of Knives okay so uh, yeah published Fleet of Knives was published in uh, 2019 okay and uh I was going to look at the number of pages. It says 10 pages, but that's actually the MP3 CD. Um, how do I look? How do I find There's how like many pages book, it is? book details somewhere. Um, oh, maybe all editions. Let me click on all editions and I can find uh, Kindle edition. That's not going to give me pages. Kindle edition. Uh, here we go. Paperback. 405 pages. So you've got 405 pages. Oh, yeah. Pages. That's not, 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 not a lot. It's not a long book. It's a, it's a good average size, like 10-hour audiobook, yeah. 400 pages. Yeah. Um, how many chapters do you think are in a 400-page book or a 10-hour audiobook? Mm. Just give me a number. I don't know, 20. 20 chapters. Okay. Uh, this has, I'm scrolling down, 83 chapters. Oh. Yeah, oh. You, you, I would also say 20 because 20 chapters 20. is, is, is mm. pretty good. Yeah. This is 83 83 chapters. Okay. 83 chapters. Let me give you the, the, the lengths of some of these chapters. 
Okay, the first one, the prologue, 20 minutes, kind of get into it. Um, the next one, 15 minutes, then 13 minutes, then five minutes, then 16 minutes, then eight minutes, then six minutes, then 14 minutes. But it keep, they get shorter and shorter. This one is uh, three minutes. Uh, another one, which is one minute and 14. Another one, you know, five, four minutes. And there was one chapter. Let me see if I can find it. And it's and it's like the shortest chapter I've ever seen. Uh, check this out here. This uh, this chapter length there. Read that by my finger there. What does that say? 11 seconds? It's an 11 second chapter. Now it is a bit of a joke because sort of like say, like, we just wanted oops. we just wanted one that I think someone, some starship is given a in a, a, an ultimatum, ultimatum and they're like, nah, fuck that. And that's the whole chapter and it goes on. So that would be funny, yeah. but it only works because you're skipping between chapters. But the point is each one of these chapters is a different uh, like viewpoint character. So it takes a while to get into... Yeah, go, oh, who's talking now? Yeah. Like two minutes of like, who's talking now? And they yeah. set it up, oh, now we're in this situation, and then moves on. Now, I, it's not it's not like the uh, last emperor of the, you know, the collapsing empire of John mm. Scalzi, where I was making notes of that nothing was happening in any of these chapters. Yeah. There's always things happening in these chapters. Oh. But for me, I want a story to develop in that, a chapter starts, we establish where we are, we establish mm -hmm. where the characters, mm -hmm. what they're thinking, what their motiva motivations are. Then they'll go on a journey somewhere and we follow them along. They encounter a problem, they solve the problem, mm -hmm. something else happens which that problem has led to, mm -hmm. they resolve that and then we can then they can go onto a thing. And there can be a cliffhanger if you want or not, mm. but then they're kind of like, oh right, we've, we've, we've gone on a mini story arc just with that one character. They've gone on a journey. Yes. My, my uh, issues with the... Um, with the uh, uh, that previous book, that last Emperor's book, yeah. was that nothing was happening in the chapters. We were just being filled in with what happened up into that point, and, and then, everything happened. Outside and then they it. had a conversation about it, and then they said, "Before we before our next <laughs> chapter together, we're gonna I'm gonna do this." And then they're like, "Yeah, let's great, go do it." And then they would do and that the, between the chapters. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There was only two chapters in the entire book where anybody actually thought Did about something, discovered stuff. something, like made a decision about something, or any action yeah. happened at all. Um, in this book, there's action happening all the time. However, it's sort of like, what? Where are we? Here, this happens. End of chapter. And I never, there never felt like anything was developing. There was never a time for me to relax into it and go right. like, ah. And I reckon it could be. I reckon if I go through this and I'm sort of like, oh, this Johnny, lucky Johnny character. Mm. If I just read all of his chapters back to back, mm. I think there would be a really good like short story slash novella in there. But because every single time I was like, all oh, right, him and Lucy, okay. And then the chapter was ending. I was like, oh, I thought, oh, I thought we were going to get a bit more with him and Lucy. And then the next chapter is him with someone else. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And then it's sort of like, oh, a bit of him and Lucy. And it's like over in three minutes or five minutes or nine minutes sometimes. Sometimes you get like nine minutes with one chapter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually settling into that. And it just ends and I'm gone. And it's, and it, it's really, dis it's really disrupting. To, to be honest. Yeah. I have the feeling that, I mean, it is a current book. Yeah. I have the feeling that this is a current fad what short it, chapters like having a story of different storylines and then you, you i don't know how how authors write this kind of stuff in my head you have a storyline laid out and you write it and then in the end and then for the to bake then the book yeah. you kind of chopping things up and putting it yeah. together this is how, in my, how yeah. it works no, that is, it is. there's this there's but, this view that you will see with people working up movies and like um the storyboard like the storyboard yeah and each one of the storyboards is like one shot 
you yeah. know what I mean? But with authors, you often see it with post-it notes on a yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, the blue ones are this character and these ones are that character. And they put like no, like notes and then they rearrange them or arrange them in a way like, oh, yeah. this will be this chapter and this will be that yeah, chapter. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, does this? And they'll be like, does that scene go in that chapter or does it go down here in this chapter? Yes. Like that. And when you edit it together, you're like, actually, I'm going to move that from the like the, the beginning of this chapter to the end of that chapter because then there's like it's a more easy uh, pausing point there. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. These. But I think in current, like in, I have encountered this in in so several books, and it always it it it. It weirds out my brain so much. I understand what you're saying, but here's the thing: with this salvation secret uh, trilogy that we're just we have reading, that too. What's that? That he he's swap he's swapping between the oh yeah yeah no swapping between the chapters no problem at all but in this like actually let me just I'll just look back because uh, I've got the I can just uh, uh, um, open the Audible app here let me have a look at this uh, Saints of Salvation which is this third book and I can uh, yeah I'll just have a look at the the chapter list here as well now this is a longer book this is like a seventeen hour book instead of a yeah. instead of a another book but if I look here in the chapters yeah there's there's quite a lot of chapters and some of them are quite short but here we go like. Um, Neutron Star, Morgan's Arrival, is an hour and five minutes. There's lots of 32-minute chapters, 20-minute chapters. There are quite qu quite a few 12-minute chapters, but they're kind of these little, like, we're just dropping something in here, like yeah. a little bit in there. Yeah. But there's a lot of time. Uh, but also, this, I realize here, some of these are... This, this is... Um, this is a, a four chapters in a row, an eight minute chapter, an 18 minute chapter, a 12 minute chapter and a 33 minute chapter. But they're all happening at the same time. Yes. London, yeah. 2002, Yeah. Another one in London, 2206. Yes. Another one in London, 2206. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah, yeah. Like they're all because... happening uh, or in Pupis star system in 2206. So all of those things, which are sort of like, ah, right. These are, these are actually t 10 to 20, uh, yeah, 10 to 15 minute chapters, but it's actually one moment in time. Yes. Like, this is happening now. It's different storylines are all yeah. over the place, and but yes, it feels like I'm one reading chapter. this right yeah. now, so I I know that this is a chop top. Yeah, like it, it also jumps backwards and forwards, and it does this. But but a chapter, it gives you it gives yes. you the time. Yeah. And also, we know the characters now really well. I just realized what's happening now mm. in these uh, uh, in in Gareth Powell's writing here. Yeah, I mentioned before that there's in movies they have like these storyboards and they're like oh mm. this is this this is this scene here yeah and there's these shots yeah in each in each scene is like a chapter and then you have different shots yes in it all that you have to have the continuity between the shots. So like, here's one side of the conversation. There's the other side of the conversation. Here's the yes. other side of the conversation. Yes. There's the other conversation. Then they move here and they get into a car and they drive there. And it's and it's one scene and the scene can move around and take yeah. a lot of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's all these different shots that are going on. And it feels like in this book, every shot, every like camera shot is a different chapter. Exactly. Like each like moment of the conversation could be like, oh, this is a one. -er. This is like one camera shot. And then we cut over to somewhere else. Yeah. And and it's unsatisfying and it makes me think of like you know at the end of a movie when they're like all right at the end of um let's say return of the jedi because this is a good example yeah you've got four things happening at once you've got luke and vader and the emperor up in space yeah you've got um 
the, them flying around to the Millennium Falcon. Who is yeah. it? Lando Calrissian is flying around the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. You've also got Leia and Han Solo doing this raid on the satellite uh, thing down, yes. the satellite dishes down there. Yeah. And then you've got Chewbacca and the Ewoks having a battle against, against the, the against the, the stormtroopers, yeah. and, and they're flying. They're yeah, yeah. doing the walkers. So you've got four different main storylines. Each of them have something that they want to achieve. You know, yeah. Luke wants to turn. Uh, you know, wants to face his father. Yeah. Calrissian is wanting to fly into the guts of it. The other ones wanting to think this, and the other ones are wanting to kill all the uh, like defeat the stormtroopers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a diversion for these other ones, and you're cutting between them, and you cut around a lot. Yeah. But that only happens at the end of the movie. Yeah, we've it's ramping up towards we've it. We've ramped up towards yeah. it. We've established what Luke wants. We've established yeah. what Han- Leia and Han wants. We've established what Lando is doing there. We've established yeah. that the Ewoks are a thing and we care about the Ewoks. Yeah. And only once we've spent long scenes, long scenes with yeah. each one of these, then yeah. you can cut between the stories exactly. and cut around the stories a lot. And you can't do that at the start of the book when I don't even, I like, it's like, who are the, who are the Ewoks? Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. And that's what I wanted to 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 point out yeah. is that um, it I have not a problem um, if it speeds up, and it's great if it speeds up, yeah. because then you can't put the book down. Yeah. Because you want to continue, because you want to know what, what comes next, what comes yeah. next. And that is good. But first, we need yes. a slow start. And that brings me that brings me to my final note that it made here. Very sentimental at the end. Was that earned? Question mark. Mm. And that was a thing that I, I I actually had spent a, quite a bit of time with these characters who are like, oh, we're going to be family now at the end. And I was like, yeah, you could be family, but I haven't spent enough time to see this relationship develop. Mm. Like some of them are like, oh yeah, we're we gonna, are you really gonna come and be family with us? Yeah, do you really mean that about the fifteen cats? It's all like, yeah, we're really gonna let around fifteen cats, but we're gonna be a family. You weren't just saying that, yeah, we're all gonna get together and. And I was just at the end, I was like, oh, I'm meant to feel happy that these people are going to get together and live together as a family. With 15 cats? I just don't, don't even ask about it. Because um, she's saying, he's saying like, oh, yeah, when we get out of this, we'll be a family and mm. I'll, you can do whatever you want. She's like, oh, can we have a cat? He's like, yeah, you can have a cat. Can I have 15 cats? And they're like, okay, you're going to have 15 cats. You know, it's like a nice character moment of yeah. somebody okay. realizing that they want to that take care. That they really like cats. That, that, no, that no. they like oh. the child enough that if the child wants to ask for 15 cats, They'll be like, yeah, have the 15 cats. Oh, it's cats. a child. Yeah, like cha- the child is saying like, oh, 15 cats. Like, yeah, great, 15 cats. So okay. anyway, it was quite sentimental. And mm. there was these other moments where like, oh, are we going to be family? And it wasn't it wasn't even explored in the level that you'd want it to be. It's literally people having conversations saying, are we going to be family? And them saying, yes, we're going to be family. But and there's no it, action to show that they actually have any sort of... Not really. Not really. You know, and that's the thing. It wasn't earned. But I realized, oh, I just hadn't... Like, if again, if I'd have read all these chapters back to back without them being interrupted by four other viewpoint characters, yeah. I might have seen that develop. But right. every time, it like I said, all the time when you can kind of take a bit of time off and these characters and these relationships can develop was mm. the between the chapters with mm. the action in it. Aha, uh-huh, there we have it. Yeah. Anyway, between chapters. Here's the thing. Mm. After all that said, mm. not a terrible book. Okay. But I don't think I'm going to remember anything about it. I was it. just about to ask you, what do you think? What are you going to remember? I said to before anything? that I, I didn't have a lot to say about this book. And I said that 15 minutes into the podcast. You always say that. We but always what did start... I say? I said I had something meta to talk about. Okay, what's the meta? Whenever, here's the thing. People say, 
do you want to review this book? Like all the publishers and authors and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. I get multiple multiple times a week, sometimes multiple times per day. Hey, my new book's coming out. Could you review it? We are a publisher or a promoter or, you know, publicist. Here is our author. Do you want a free book? And yeah. and uh, do you want do you want me to send you a PDF of the book or an audio book or whatever? All these different, here's NetGalley and all this other kind of stuff. And then I was like, no, I want to spend... I want to choose. I want to read what I read. Yes. And obviously, that means I do have to spend my own money on it rather than getting free books from publishers and authors all the time. Yes. But what I realized is now the f- books that I've got for free from publishers and authors, like that second Caledonian Gambit book, mm-hmm. just no, nah, it was ju- it just wasn't for me. And the only reason I started it was that I got it for free. Mm-hmm. The the last Emperor's book by John Scalzi. They're mm. like, hey, do you want this book? And I was like, yeah, I might as well. It's the third book in the trilogy. I read the first two. Yeah. Let's give it a go. And it's garbage. It's it's not good enough. <laughs> it's not good enough. And now I realise that these books on these free books on Audible, the ones that are in the library, yeah. I'm not going to read any more of them unless I really want to read it. If you know what I mean? Like this, I was like, oh, it's yeah, for free. Let me there. give it a go. It's yeah. a 10-hour audio book and I get it for free. Let's just try it out. Yeah. And here's the meta thing about my own reading habits. I want to have to put more thought into the books that I read than just being like, oh, it's the th- it's second book. Yeah, I read the first one. Yeah, I guess it was all right. I guess I gave it three stars. Let's give it a go. Or, oh, this or- this 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 publisher is sending me a free book. Yeah, I'll read it. And I want to spend my own money on a book because me, or at least an Audible credit or however it works, me doing that, deciding where to allocate my resources, my brain resources, my enthusiasm resources, my time resources and my money resources, where I'm going to put my effort and brain and money and time. Effort and brain were the same thing. What did I say before? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, time, money, um, energy, brain effort and whatever it is in there. Yeah, yeah, we get um, it. These yeah, but I had, suddenly had four things, and now I can't think of the other one. I think you counted twice. My yeah, maybe. Anyway, I want to have more control over my own reading habits. Yes, this isn't good enough. Let me look at this. Like if I look over here, my episode lists here, um, of these books that I've read recently. Um, Ethan of Athos, two stars. Uh, The Mechanical, which I actually really enjoy. That's four stars. Um. Network Effect was one that you read. I didn't even read that. But like Hyperion, I wanted to read that and I gave it four stars. Um, Set to Gander by Louis Massabajold was like three stars. John Scalzi, Last Emperor, one star. Like, and But the books that I actually have to like go out of my way to like really read. Like, you know, when I was talking about Horus Rising, the Warhammer book by Dan Abner, and I started listening to it as an audio book, but it was a bridge. And then I went yes. and I was like, oh, I'll just spend an audible credit. I'm pleased that I did that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I want, even if it's sort of like a Warhammer book, it's just like dumb. Why would you ever read that? I'm like, no, but I'm going to put, I'm going to decide to read this. Mm. Not because it's free. Not, and I'm not saying I'm going to enjoy it more because I paid for it. Mm. But I want to have that on the line. If you know what I mean? I don't just want to go into a book and just be like, oh, I got it for free. Yeah, it's 10 hours yeah. long. Let's check it out. This is really interesting. Because Why? what I remember is when, you, when we talked about this free Audible library before, you mentioned similar things, but you said I don't mind then reading like second in 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 a in a series books because I don't spend a credit on it. Yeah, and, and I'm wrong. I was wrong about that. That's, what, were, that's right. my, point. I, my point. I remember you what, saying something. I realized that this free library of free audiobooks on Audible is great if I want to read a book already. For example, one of them is the uh, is the Planet of the Apes. 
book. I've never read that book. Okay. I've seen move. I've seen quite a number of the movies. Yeah. I've seen maybe five and a half Planet of the Apes movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because we still, still, yeah, still need to finish <laughs> that one. Um, uh, but I've never read the book. Okay. It's a short book. It's like five hours long. And I'm like, oh, five hours. I probably wouldn't spend an audible credit on a five hour audible, but now it's a free. So I do have that one. So books that I would otherwise want to read right. and now are available, I'd be like, yes, that is a book that I want to read because I want to read it and it's free. Great. Okay. Bonus. To be honest, some of these Vorkosagun books, like I've always thought, oh, I'll probably get to them late. Like, I'll probably carry on reading it that somewhere. And I do get it. But I'm saying that the same thing that I have where I kind of like wince at free books from publishers and free books from mm. au- from authors, I kind of go like, mm, no, I don't I don't want that. Unless they're like, if it's a free book or they're publishing or whatever like that. There's different ways of looking at it. Yeah. But like, I, I want to spend my own money on it. I want to do my, like I... I want to have you want to weight behind something. it. Yeah. And I'm saying it's the same. I'm now realizing that this free Audible library is fantastic. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. But it doesn't give me any weight to my choices of the book in the same way that reviewers sending me free books. It's I'm not putting any of my own weight behind it mm-hmm. in terms of effort and energy and time and money. How how does um, a Goodreads recommendation get count into that? Because this book was then... this book wasn't recommended to me. No, no. Tamahomi recommended me a different book, oh. and when I looked back at this Embers of War and I checked it out on um, Audible it was or there. whatever, yeah, it was in the free library, and the and the follow up book was in the free library or whatever. I don't even know how so I noticed it. So just circumstantial. It was just circumstantial, like oh, the second book, let's give it a go. It wasn't even the book that Tamahomi mentioned to me or recommended to me. Oh. It was just a book that he said, oh, it's better than this book. And I was like, oh, oh right. the, the follow-up book to the book that you said this other book was better <laughs> so than too. diverted. Two. Yeah, I just got diverted. And I was like, oh, Embers of War, here it is. It's like just on my iPhone. I don't need to even go to the website because the because uh, uh-huh. you're not spending money in the app. Yes. So Amazon, it's, uh, like, it's just there. It, yeah, um, Apple can't take the 30% cut of mm. the of the, of the the money, like mm. the credit or whatever, you, however zero. it works. No, yeah. of course. So they're just sort of like, yeah, it just is in the library. Mm-hmm. Just, there it is. You're in bed. You're just scrolling through and there it is. Take it. And that's what I did before with those books. Okay. And I need to not do that. That's yes. what I'm saying. That's my meta level. So recommendations from people from Goodreads still hold up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I say, this like I say, this mechanical by Ian uh, Ian Tregellis that was recommended to me by one of the Patreon supporters. Right. Uh, yeah, great. Like again, it's not that people people can recommend me books. I'm saying, but I need to want to read them first, yeah. and then if they're free, good. Okay. I can't let, oh, it's free because a reviewer wants to send it to me or someone wants me to send it to me for free for a review or it's in this Audible library. Yeah. Because I tried doing that before when there was like the Project Gutenberg and these other like, uh, you know, um, public domain books. And I was like, oh, let's go through here. And I'm like, oh, great. Let's read this book. And I started reading it. I'm like, I can't read this book. It's garbage. It's from 1928 or whatever it is. And the only reason I'm reading it is because it was once famous enough back then to now get into Project Gutenberg. And I'm only reading it because it's an ebook for free. And I'm like, mm. I need to spend some money on new books that I want to read from mm. favorite authors, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I need to do. Okay. Anyway, next review that we're going to do is um, Saints of Salvation. Saints of Salvation by Peter F. Hamilton. Exactly. I'm really looking forward. I'm already reading the book. I'm already reading it. And uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I'm t- two days in. It's really difficult in. talking about a book that's this not good 
while listening, like after listening to an audiobook, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why can't all authors just be as good as <laughs> as Peter F. Hamilton, or as good as like Ian M. Banks, or as good as um, you I know, don't know Ursula K. Le Guin, or whatever it is? That would be really boring, and we couldn't have this uh, hour-long discussion about, about a book that's not even. Book. I didn't even want to spend this amount of time. It's it's ten o'clock it's, at it's night always. now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, good job. I am on holiday. Yeah, you got some time um, off. Yes, but uh, I've got to work tomorrow. I didn't do any work. Well, I did a few hours of work this morning. I went out for a bike ride. <laughs> do some more work. Didn't get to. Um, the... Yes, what? but if all authors would be this good, you know, you know how it is. But it's if so life great would, when I find life, a new favorite author. If life would be amazing all the time, we wouldn't know that it is amazing, would we? Cameron Hurley. I read The Light Brigade. I gave it five stars. Did you just hear my amazing statement? Yeah, but why? A little bit of, Quantum you know. Garden was good. I, I'm looking forward to the follow-up books from that one. Now you're having a totally different topic than I have. I know. I just made this amazing statement. It is an amazing statement that you have to have the yin and the yang. And oh, you have to have on. the good. No, but it is that. Is that a point? Yes, I understand there has to be variety. Maybe this is somebody's five-star book. In fact, I could probably go over and look on, on Goodreads. Probably is. Uh, it's rare. Lindsay rated it three stars. Hmm. Rick rated it for... Uh, it's a new book, obviously. Maybe people haven't rated it. Uh, yeah, 3.99 stars. Um, mm. Yeah, actually, to be honest, quite a lot of three-star books. Any Three five? Point, yeah, quite a few five-star books. Okay. Again, it's not bad. And if this is the level of science fiction... Like, if you've never read an Alistair Reynolds novel or a, or a Peter, uh, Peter F. Hamilton novel... Or maybe that's their, their kind of book. Yeah, but how can somebody read this and not notice that Ancillary Justice was doing the same thing, but really good, in, in a really good way? And this book is sort of like, mm, oh, we can do something similar. Ancillary Justice, then. Yeah, but this... Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know, it's just... There's so much good science fiction out there. And then I accidentally read a book like this just because, oh, I'll just do it. Like, unthinkingly just walking into a two-star book. <laughs> like, why do, I, why do I do that? So it's two stars. Yeah, it's like a two-star book. Okay. Like, it's not bad. It's but just it's nothing only, for me. What is it, nine hours? No. Yeah, it's like a 10-hour audiobook. So that's not bad. It's not like you spend... Yes, but it's it, not good. Yeah, but it's a it's a filling. It's a filler. It's a filler book. It's not even as good of a filler book as the the um, Lewis McMaster Bajold Vorkosigan saga books, because there I can listen to, because there's only one viewpoint character and everything's repeated. And I'm always, oh, yeah. It's super comfortable. Do you understand yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's that it's book, not, which is like kind of one viewpoint character. Lean back kind of story. Don't think about it. They repeat everything three times. You're never lost, because mm. everything happens, like, in, like, four rooms. There's, mm. like, this room, and then there's a spaceship in that room, and then they go this place, and there's that room, and then they, go, they just loop around those three rooms. For, yes, yeah, for the novel true. and then the novel ends and then you spend about an hour and a half getting home and having the oh everyone's going to be good but and yeah, you're the if, governor now but if you have a book where every main character is a first, first person, person. <sighs> and each chapter is a few minutes and then you're skipping forward nah, to a different planet that's different that's spaceship that's not a relaxed into book no it's not a relaxed yeah. into book okay it's not even a book where it's not even popcorn book or bubblegum book yeah, or where you just beach like, reading because I had to really think about it all the time yeah. I had to really concentrate because every time I concentrate I'm like oh it laps of concentration oh, for oh, a no, second no. Uh, and uh, I'm in two I'm two chapters later some of these chapters are nine seconds no what was it 11 <laughs> seconds long one one chapter was 11 seconds yeah, long yeah but there's quite a lot of other chapters which only really like a minute and a half there's quite a lot of minute and a half chapters because yeah, some of the characters fast. you that's only spend it, a little bit of time with if you, if you compare it back to movie this is a very, very fast cut. Yeah, just imagine every single cut of the... Se- it's pl- you're just with a different person in a different mm. place. Mm. But not in the 
action finale where everyone's working to the same point and everything's going to yeah, climax and it goes, at the same time. Yeah, and it goes time. and goes and everybody comes to the yeah. same place. And To be honest, five viewpoint characters is a bit too much. Yeah. And you really like kind of like a good balance is like pick three. Just pick three. Yeah. There could have been, this could have all been done with three um, viewpoint characters. Yeah. The, the captain of one ship, the captain of another ship. And oh, no, I guess then it would just be three captains of ships. So no, maybe not that. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. one viewpoint is on the bad guy side, on the enemy side, and then mm. two viewpoints on the other ones. And mm. yeah, just find a way of telling a story. But the, the story was too complicated or what's happening is too complicated in too many different places. Right. That you do need, like if there's like four spaceships hap- going around and then two of those spaceships, people going on an away mission, you're like, oh, now there's six, there's six things that I have to keep track of. And that's what's happening in Ooh. these books. Yeah, that's challenging. So, yeah. Okay. You got this spaceship crashes into that spaceship. People go out from that one, leave people behind. Okay. And this, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just too, just doesn't, didn't flow. Anyway, right. that's the end of this. That's the end of this book review. For oh, real. I've not been talking properly into the microphone. I'm going to do that now. <laughs> you see, see, I kind of relax back a bit. That's the thing with these microphones. Really, really good quality, but I actually have to like consciously... You have to actually yeah, face speak, towards them. Yeah, consciously talk into the microphone. I hope I wasn't too far away. No, it's fine. I'll just put some compression on normalization on it. It's going to be great. No, you're, you're going to be much better because you don't move around. I keep moving around to look at the screen. True. Right, thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.